0: All right, listeners to RFIO Consulting, the podcast. In our first segment today, we are putting the spotlight on a topic that's central to the success of any organization, the psychology of leadership. So to me, leadership is not really about holding a title or the fact that you're the one really making decisions at the end of the day and especially not having the corner office. It's really about understanding the intricate dance and really the nuances between individuals and guiding them towards a common goal. Um, this is where I nerd out on all of those studies about power versus influence. I'm sure you guys have you know, seen the books on that. I'm actually gonna post some really great Google Scholar links and journal articles that really dive into this. As an IO psychologist and really an entrepreneur, I would say I am at this point, I've witnessed the transformative power of applying psychological principles to leadership strategies. So let's talk about the concept of transformational leadership. This is something fundamental. This approach really goes beyond the traditional, traditional managerial role. It's honestly about inspiring and motivating your team to exceed their own expectations. Think of it as a journey where leaders that are able to create a vision, ignite passion, and foster a sense of purpose. I call this being aspirational and I encourage all of my managers when I'm training new leaders, you want to be someone that they want to impress. You know, the, the output that you're going to get, the the type of work ethic that you're going to see and really the overall job satisfaction you get from someone who really looks up to their supervisor because they're influenced by them as opposed to, you know, checking off their to-do list because they just have a supervisor who has power over them can be a night and day difference. And I think that's really, really something that we could take a deep dive into. All right, we're gonna split some hairs here. Power versus influence, okay? They are not the same thing. The definition of power is that it refers to the ability of an individual or a group to influence or control the behavior of others, even against their will. It often involves the control of resources, information, or decision-making processes, okay? Now, the definition of influence Influence is the process of affecting the thoughts, behavior or feelings of other others, excuse me. Unlike power, influence is often seen as a collaborative and positive force that relies on persuasion and interpersonal skills. Okay? Two totally different things. Now, let's look at the five types of power. One, legitimate power. This power is derived from a person's position or status within an organization. It is the authority that comes from a particular role or title. The second type of power, referent power. Referent power is based on the personal characteristics and charisma of the individual. People are influenced by those they admire, respect, or want to emulate. Again, aspirational. The third type of power is expert power. Expert power comes from possessing specialized knowledge, skills, or expertise in a particular area. Individuals with expert power are often consulted and trusted for their insights. The fourth type of power, reward power. This type of power is derived from the ability to provide rewards, whether tangible, such as a promotion or a bonus, or intangible praise recognition. This is the one I see abused the most in so many companies that I've helped out where they are withholding praise, they're carrying, you know, good jobs and pats on the back like a carrot. So reward power is another one. The fifth and final type of power is coercive power. Coercive power involves the ability to punish or impose negative consequences. It's the opposite of reward power. So the carrot and stick, this is the stick. It can be used to control others through fear of punishment. Now influence, this is where it gets fun. The five types of really main influence. There's rational persuasion, so using logical arguments, facts, and data to persuade others to adopt a certain viewpoint or take a specific action. There's inspirational appeal, the second type of influence, where you influence others through inspiration, enthusiasm, and honestly possessing a compelling vision of the future. The third type of influence is consultation, seeking input and involving others in the decision-making process, making them feel valued and more likely to be influenced. The fourth type of influence is collaboration, so working together with others to achieve a common goal, fostering a sense of teamwork and shared purpose. The fifth type of influence is personal appeal, influencing based on personal relationships, trust, and a genuine connection with others authenticity so the key differences are really one nature so power is often seen as unilateral and hierarchical while influence is collaborative and can be multi-directional so think of the nature of it the other part and the biggest difference I think is source power is often really derived from formal positions and roles while influence comes from personal attributes relationships or expertise so having a that beautiful dance the combination of really not only your you having your role and title but earning it through influence that's what makes a great leader the third key difference that i think i really think is worth mentioning is outcome so power may lead to compliance because of your authority but influence really seeks voluntary acceptance and commitment. So that's the biggest difference there is the the really the commitment that's coming from within. So they're not doing it because of a carrot. They're not doing it because of a stick. It's really internally driven. So in my opinion, effective leaders, bottom line, combine both power and influence. While they may have the authority that comes with a position, power, They also rely on interpersonal skills, inspiration, and collaboration to influence others positively. So biggest thing here, understanding the nuances of power and influence are essential for leaders aiming to create a really positive and a productive work environment. Leaders who can balance power with ethical influence, build strong collaborative teams, and foster a culture of trust and innovation and absolutely it does affect your bottom line it affects your turnover and the overall culture and mood of your room now you might be wondering how does one become a transformational leader how do i have influence and not just power it really begins in all honesty with emotional intelligence bottom line leaders who understand and manage their own emotions while empathizing with their team members they do create an environment of trust and collaboration that is above all else authentic you can tell when this is being faked. Trust me. I don't care if you think you deserve an Oscar in acting, it needs to be authentic. It also doesn't stop there. I'm going to explore the importance of effective communication in leadership, how to convey your vision, provide feedback, and listen to your team in a way that really plays a pivotal role in how you're building a healthy and thriving workplace culture. Again, my common common theme here based on influence and not just power. And let's not forget the psychology behind decision making. How do leaders make tough decisions while considering the well being of their team? It's a delicate balance. It's tough. And it changes every day. I'm going to really go down into the thought processes that go into making those critical choices. Okay, one of my favorite topics, emotional intelligence, EI. However, I've seen it abbreviated EQ in some textbooks, so if I'm wrong, don't roast me, but I'm I prefer EQ. So emotional intelligence is a critical aspect of effective leadership, and it plays a key role in how leaders navigate their interactions with others, that's how they make decisions and manage relationships within the workplace. So here's the definition of emotional intelligence. It refers to the ability to recognize, understand, manage, and effectively use one's own emotions and the emotions of others. It involves a set of skills that contribute to effective communication, relationship building, and overall emotional well-being. All right, so a pretty robust definition there. Let's go into the five components of emotional intelligence. They are self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. So self-awareness. Leaders with high emotional intelligence, which again, I'm going to just go EQ here, have a deep understanding of their own emotions, strengths, weaknesses, values, and goals. They can accurately assess their impact on others and understand how their emotions influence their behavior. So a strong sense of self-awareness is critical. The second one, self-regulation. This component involves the ability to control and manage one's emotions in various situations. Leaders with strong self-regulation can remain composed under pressure, they think before acting, and avoid impulsive reactions. So having a strong sense of self-regulation, this is something that I've personally had to work on. When I get upset, um, I, I really have to shelf it and park it at the door, as they say. The third component of emotional intelligence is motivation. So high EQ leaders are often intrinsically motivated. This is what I've seen. This is what you call that natural element. Okay. So they have a strong drive to achieve goals. They have a passion for their work. They also really have the ability to inspire and motivate their team members. As I said, you know, influence overpower. The fourth component of EQ is empathy. Empathy being the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. And really, I think leaders with high empathy are able to recognize and validate the emotions of their team members in a genuine manner, not one that's superficial. And it really helps foster, I think, a sense of trust and connection. So those two are really good Um, you know, outputs of having strong empathy, which do lead to having a strong EQ. The fifth and final component of EQ would be social skills. As simple as that, effective leaders possess strong social skills. It allows them to navigate social situations. They are able to build positive relationships and influence others. It can be strong communication. Maybe you're really good at conflict resolution. That's a strong, strong um, talent. And really the ability to allow collaborate um, effectively, definitely. So those are the components of emotional intelligence. Next, we're going to jump into the benefits and how to really build it. So some of the benefits of emotional intelligence in leadership, there are five that I want to go over. The first one is enhanced communication. Emotionally intelligent leaders are really adept at expressing themselves clearly and empathetically. They also listen actively and understand the emotions underlying others' communication. So I think that's a big one is really not thinking about exactly what it is they said, but why they said that, taking it one step further, because that, a lot of the time is not just a symptom of the problem, but it can lead you to the core problem when really you're just dealing with a symptom. The second one, building trust and relationships and benefit of high EQ in a leader, building trust and relationships. So leaders who demonstrate empathy, authenticity, and genuine care for their team members can build strong trusting relationships. Again, this has that same theme of not using your power, but using your impact and your intent and your influence and influence, influence, influence overpower always. This really does foster a positive work environment. The third benefit of high EQ in your leaders, effective conflict resolution. Emotional intelligence enables leaders to navigate conflicts with both sensitivity and a focus on finding mutually beneficial solutions. You're able to manage your emotions during difficult conversations and maintain a constructive atmosphere. So that's a great, great benefit of having an EQ, you know, strong leader. The fourth one, adaptability. Leaders with high EQ can adapt to changing circumstances and remain flexible in the face of challenges. They're open to feedback. They can adjust their approach. And really, it's based on the needs of the situation. Adaptability, I think, also, again, is circling back on that... You know, working on it yourself, and and understanding that it's a two way street. Um, not only are you there to teach others and be a leader, you're there to learn from them as well and adapt accordingly. The fifth benefit of high EQ and leadership is employee engagement. This leads back directly to that influence versus power. Employees are more likely to feel motivated and engaged when led by someone who understands and values their emotions. It must be authentic as well. Emotionally intelligent leaders create a supportive and inclusive workplace culture. So as you can see, huge benefits for a strong EQ leader. Now, how to develop it? Leaders can actively work on developing their EQ through self-reflection. This is huge. Seeking feedback. This is a big one. Um, I always tell my leaders when you're when you're speaking with an employee, you're always either reinforcing an action or you're redirecting an action. Okay, the same goes two ways. They should be, you know they should be constantly getting that feedback from you and then you can seek the feedback with you know a higher up manager who you trust who you can say what can I work on you know it's a two way street and be open to that and really engaging in practices such as mindfulness and EQ training um, I have a planner that forces me to reflect I'm not one that naturally can journal and that really helps me constantly develop myself um, continuous learning a commitment to personal growth those all contribute to ongoing improvement and someone who does that is just naturally going to really develop those eq skills so overall eq is a critical component of effective leadership it enables leaders to navigate really those complexities of human interaction you can inspire your team foster a positive and productive work environment so that's eq So as we wrap up this episode, I want to leave you with a nugget of wisdom. Leadership is not a destination. It is a continuous journey of growth and learning. So whether you're a seasoned executive or aspiring to lead, understanding the psychology behind effective leadership is your key to unlocking the full potential of your team. Trust in yourself and develop that eq work on that power versus influence and you will see an amazing amazing transformation in yourself and all of those around you so thank you for joining me on this exploration of the psychology of leadership in our next segment we're going to shift some gears and i'm really excited to uh, have you guys here with rfio consulting the podcast have a good one cheers